discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Now, it can be easy to believe sometimes that the folks who take to the stage and the pulpit on Sunday mornings must always have it all together. It sure looks that way, after all. But of course, we know they're humans too. For tremendously talented worship leader and recording artist Anna Golden, it was when she admitted she didn't have it all together and spoke and wrote about her struggles with OCD and mental health that she started to make an impact she'd never imagined. It's the honesty at the heart of her new record, Peace, the album and the single that shares its name. Welcome to On the Road, Anna. It's just the best to have you here. Has it been a pleasant day so far? It has been a great day. I'm a little tired, been traveling, but I'm Mm. happy to be talking to you today. How's your day been? Oh, man, it's been great, and even greater now that we get to talk to you. I mean, your music is just, it's effervescent, and it's fresh, and I've seen it described as really building bridges culturally, stylistically as well. What do you think it is about what you do, your sound, your lyrics, that's able to do that? You know, I, um, I've i been so fortunate to lead worship and be around just different cultures, different walks of life. And I wanted to embody a little bit of everything that I've been able to be around and grab from. And I I really wanted to as we began the genesis of this album, not feel like we had to put it in the genre at all and just go with what I felt the Lord was leading us and lyrically and musically, whatever that specific song might need, not necessarily, okay, well we need to fit it in this box because the last song sounded like this or, um, or anything like that. And I do believe that it's, it's definitely part of my calling to be, um, just a merger of worlds, whether that be um, background, where you came from culturally, or even like what kind of music you listen to or religious background, all of that just kind of be this like merger to, to show a little bit of the, the other side. Uh, well, and that's pretty well represented that heart by the fact that half of these tracks are recorded as live worship tracks and half recorded in the studio as well. That is something you don't see every day. What's the heart behind why you wanted to do that? Yeah, I uh, I kind of was looking at, you know, being a worship leader. I love listening to worship music. I love um, uh, finding new churches that release albums, things like that. But my entire playlist is by no means just worship music. Sorry if that lets anybody down. But um, I still like to listen, you know, to songs that all these really cool, like creative voices that we hear and like mainstream music. And I was, I was looking at my playlist and I really wanted to embody in one album, like a reflection of my playlist. What's funny in a lot of, um, in a lot of interviews you get asked if you could take one album with you on a deserted Island, which one would it be? And you're like, <laughs> man, I like, how do you put how do you put everything you love to listen to in one record? And yeah. I kind of thought about that too as in creating this just just something that I can have those holy of holy moments with the Lord and then something that I can turn on when I'm getting ready that is still faith-based and written from the perspective of someone who loves Jesus, 
but um, is not necessarily has to be that live worship setting. So I didn't, I didn't want to do either or. I wanted, I wanted to do both because I, I don't think that there's, there's really no rules to this anymore. And I think we're going to actually walk into an era of um, where genre is not going to be as, as prevalent as we think mm. it has to be. That's a really interesting statement. I want to follow up with you a little bit later, but let's talk about the title track, Peace, which has been really blessing people for uh, many months now. Yeah. You talk about finding peace in the good days, right? The easy days, the happy days, mm-hmm. but also in the raging waves and in the desert. Uh, so many of us have been searching for just that in the last 15 months. How did you find this message that is so very topical to us today. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely was going through a very chaotic time in my life, and I felt like I didn't have to... I felt like... I felt that peace was always the outcome of an equation, right? Like, okay, well, peace comes when finances are good. Peace comes when the relationship's good. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. peace comes when all of these different factors are in place. Yeah. Um, and, and you're kind of taught the opposite, obviously like being raised in church and <clears throat> being a believer of the Lord and, and reading the Bible, but it's just so human that your mind kind of cooks up these scenarios. Like I will have peace when, and in this really crazy time in my life, the Lord just really reminded me, that peace is not the outcome of an equation or situational. It's a promise and it's actually a person and Jesus. And I, I really had to find peace in a crazy, in a crazy time. Cause you don't always go searching for peace when it's, when it is the mountaintop, you know what I mean? It's almost like, Oh, this is, it's peaceful up here. And we kind of mask it that way. But, um, just, these different situations in my life just really bred this song in 2019. I, I pretty much had like a mental break and um, I was a worship pastor at a really predominant church and I had a lot of people looking up to me and um, I was like really embarrassed. And um, I, I just remember going home. I like went to stay with my family for a couple of weeks in St. Louis and um, the Lord gave me this song to remind me, of everything I just said, that peace is, peace is accessible in those moments that feel like you cannot grasp them. Um, and that just became the title track of this record and the heart behind the entire, the entire thing. I just love the way that you talk about that line of communication with God that he gave you this song. It became very clear to me just reading up on you, listening to your music, that's really how it works for you. I mean, music is this method of communication that you have with the creator and with the audience, the consumers of your music. You know, I'm just super grateful for this opportunity to be able to speak on this. I actually, I was at a, um, I was at a youth conference two nights ago and I was able to speak on the communication with the Lord and how that just changed my life from such a young age and from this mental health perspective, which what this album is so grounded and based in and just seeing so many people relate 
And it's kind of crazy when you when you open up a little bit, like when you're vulnerable, it really creates a space of freedom for other people to be vulnerable as well. Mm. And just seeing that through this record has just been truly life changing, just reaching out and all that's been amazing. We're talking with Anna Golden today. She is the fresh voice behind the brand new record, Peace, the album available all across the Fruited Plain. I wonder what that looks like. I mean, there are so many. Really, in terms of a pandemic, you know, mental health professionals have talked about the struggles with anxiety and depression and worry and fear that so many of us are sharing. It, it is the new pandemic. I mean, what has it been like to hear people saying, thank you so much for talking about this, for writing about this? What's that been like for you? You know, I mean, it's really personal because... I actually have um, a mental disorder called OCD, which when you say disorder, people are like, don't claim that over yourself. It's just the way that my mind works and it's kind of in patterns and in, and a bit of um, anxiety can come along that if I don't, if I'm not in the right routine or if I'm not necessarily eating the right foods, it's just kind of how my, my brain function is. But when I was really young um, and I was in youth group, mental health wasn't really spoken on at all, like in, in youth or, I mean, honestly, in ministry or church, but that means, and, and I felt like, I felt like my mind was broken as a teenager. I was like riddled with shame. Um, I was riddled with anxiety and we didn't really have a name for it. I mean, when we were, when we were kids, you know, I, yeah. it was just kind of something and it was a little taboo because it was like, well, maybe you don't know the Lord if That's you're right. constantly feeling this way, you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and now it's, I I love, I love the response of the thank, like the thank yous of thank you for speaking on this. Um, like I was saying at this at this uh, event that I had just done, so many people being like, hey, I also have OCD, or this is how my mind works, or even even the parents of some of these kids being like, thank you so much for for sharing that, and it's just been such a blessing because I always think, what would I have loved to have known when I was younger. Hmm. Like what would I have loved for a leader to have said from the platform when I was at a youth conference when I was 15 and I was struggling with suicidal thoughts and I, and I didn't understand how to take control of my mind. And, um, and that's just kind of, that's a really big thing that I'm constantly thinking when I'm, when I'm speaking or I'm posting or I'm leading, I'm like, man, what would, what would I, have loved to have hear, heard what what did I need and that's that's always kind of the motivation like what what do the people need because you know we're all we're all just a little separated like we we all feel the same emotions even through this pandemic speaking on that of just so many of us felt the fear and the depression and the anxiety I mean this affected everyone there was no, it was truly no respecter of persons, you know? I mean, the poor, the rich, like it, it still affected all of us. And, um, it was, it's kind of crazy to see how in some ways it really did unify and it did shed light on a lot of, um, on a lot of these mental health stigmas that we might have with people. And it's just kind of beautiful to be able to talk about it and to be able to create a safe place where we can find healing together within the body of Christ because God wants to give us life and life more abundantly and to live in wholeness. 
Uh, that's beautiful. Thank you for being willing to talk about it too. I mean, thank you for having the courage to speak up because I know it's not always easy. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you. I want to back up just a little bit because you have such a unique family story. I mean, a lot of musicians talking about music being part of their blood. That really was the case for you. Tell us a little bit about your family because there's just a, almost an embarrassment of riches of talent when it comes to music in your family. <laughs> yeah, so um, my dad was a classical guitarist and my mom was a jazz singer. And they were both worship leaders as well. So there's, I have uh, three siblings um, and there's four of us. And we were kind of always called like the Partridge family. Because <laughs> we're all singing. We're all homeschooled too. Oh. And um, so from a young age, we were like, my mom, you, you'd realize when you're homeschooled, like your mom will be like, this is part of your schooling. And it's like, is it? Or <laughs> is actually a part of schooling? Um, and we would do like family musicals and stuff. Like we were very, very much so that that kind of family. But okay, now, I, um, I just hold on one second there because this is too interesting not to ask about. Family musicals. <laughs> Do you remember what was your favorite musical? What was your favorite character to play? You know what? We, of course, because we're very Christian as well, um, we did a lot of like Jonah and the Whale, Noah's Ark. Yes. Um, so I remember one, my dad was Noah. And... Obviously, like in my whole family, kind of like played the family, but I was like really young, so I played like a turtle, <laughs> like in the ark. So wasn't really wasn't really um my shining role, but I was also like five. So <laughs> we really we really started young. Thank you very much for that, and and what an opportunity to show off your range as a turtle. I mean, what a remarkable mm-hmm. character that must have been. <laughs> Very versatile. Really got me. Really got my foot in the door. Industry. <laughs> well, speaking of the industry, I mean, you were a showbiz family as well. You were in audition rooms all throughout your childhood. What was that like? It's a lot of mixed feelings about that. Mm. It's really great. I mean, my my mom was just such like a go getter, momager to the T, and we when we decided when we were young that it was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be a light in a dark place. Um, we just kind of went for it. There's definitely, there's definitely some struggles being a kid and starting like a career, but, um, it really, I feel like everything, a part of my story just makes so much sense and it plays such a part even in today. And I think that, you know, once you're around, the craziness that is like the industry as a child, you kind of become a little unfazed <laughs> to some mm-hmm. things. And then you kind of get over some things like fame or success. Like this is like not appetizing anymore. You see all your friends kind of go through it and then, and then maybe kind of lose their minds about it a little bit. And you just realize that it's truly chasing ghosts. So it's, you know, there's some pros and cons to all of it starting so young, but I'm really grateful for all the opportunities that I had and all the experiences that I got to have. It just really plays plays a part in my ministry, like truly even now. 
Miss Anna Golden is with us today, the fresh voice behind the brand new record, Peace, the album, available now wherever fine music is sold or streamed. You're on the road for Faith Radio. You mentioned the significance of year 15 in your life before, and you talk about remembering this moment where you tell your parents that the showbiz lifestyle just is not for you. It's too much pressure Mm -hmm. for you. Can you take us back there? What had happened up to that point, and why were you able to sort of have the wisdom to say that, even as a 15-year-old? You know, I look back on that moment, and I'm like, that is, it, it was so unbelievably real to me. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's wild that I kind of made a decision like that so <laughs> young. Um, and I can't imagine also being my mother and having a 15 year old daughter and be like, don't, don't do that to me. Like, don't <laughs> over spiritualize it to me, kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I, I just experienced some things that I had felt this bit of crushing. I mean, as creation, we are designed and created to worship. And when worship is misdirected onto a human being, it can just crush someone. And I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think it, it comes from this impure place, but a lot of times when you're on certain platforms, you're on certain stages and it's about you, it can just like crush your spirit. And I think when I was 15, I just had a moment where I realized I was not strong enough or mature enough to handle that yet. And I'm, and I'm like so grateful to my 15 year old self for, for realizing that and choosing, um, worship. I always felt such peace and such safety in worship because it didn't rise and fall on me. It was Mm. reflecting all the glory back to God. And that, I mean, that's what we're designed to do. We're designed to worship the Lord. And, um, so now I even like, I don't know, I have such grace for, Anybody, especially in the entertainment industry and that might have these moments of like people call them their little like psychotic breaks. It's just, I don't think anyone is designed to have or carry that much attention. Like, that's just not what we were made for. You know what I mean? And um, just being aware of that young and, and seeing what the outcome could be and being like, I don't think it's worth it for me to do, to do this. Um, so yeah, and then that was kind of where things really pivoted for me, and I just really leaned into, just loved leading worship. I just felt so comfortable in the presence of God, and accepted and loved, and I didn't feel anxious, and it was just a place of peace, really. This communication, this line of communication with God, you've said as well that my mission when I'm leading worship is to extend what has been extended to me. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so meaningful. Can you take us inside that just a little bit as well? It was around that time when I was about 14, 15, 16, I really undeniably got to know the Lord for myself and just a very real and personable and tangible way. And I always talk about how fortunate I feel because of that, because it's not, it's not always the case. And um, a lot of times too, when you're, when you're raised in a Christian household, you kind of, um, you kind of get your relationship with the Lord through someone else. And then sometimes we can honestly carry that. Like we, we get our revelation from our pastor or our small group leader or our parents, or maybe it's a sibling. 
and um, it's just this this small degree of separation. And I I don't I don't even I feel like I was just so fortunate because the Lord took the time to really tell me who I was when I needed it at such a young age, and I just had that level of separation just kind of broke off. I, I knew the Lord for myself. I taught, I spoke to him directly. And, uh, I always, I always, always, always say that my life was transformed in the presence of God and in worship. So anytime I get the opportunity to lead people into the awareness of the presence of God, I'm always thinking about that moment when I was so young and I felt the Holy spirit in such a real way and just break into my life. And I know that one moment can literally change everything. Yeah. And I I don't take any time I get to lead for light. Like, I don't take it lightly at all because I know how much it meant to me when I got to know him. That I, I, I just, I want everyone to feel the exact same way. So I think that's that the heart behind wanting to extend what was extended to me. So I, I still love church. I love ministry so much. We often see... A lot of things give a lot of bad reps to what's going on, but I still I believe in the local church 100%. I've seen what it's done for my own life. I had a place to go as a teenager, as a young adult, as a child, to lead and learn and grow and be around in community of people of like-minded people. And I just I I love it so much, and I will literally spend the rest of my life telling other people what the Lord did for me and how He can also do it do it in your life too. Uh, it's so much fun to hear you talk about that, to, to hear the hope and the joy in your voice as you do. Uh, something that you said earlier really caught my attention, talking about genres and how you think going mm-hmm. forward in music, uh, really there's going to be an ability to come in and out of genres and not be limited by that as well. Is yeah. social media in this whole delivery system, the way that it's changed? I mean, the fact that, Really, as we've talked about with many artists, every single song has to be able to stand on its own on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever it may be. Does that provide some some challenges in a way for you, but also perhaps opportunities that artists have never had before? I, I do believe that there is emerging. I mean, even in, in mainstream music especially, there is a merge of genres where you just see, um, I mean, a country artist is also a hip-hop artist. And you know, vice versa, and all of that, all of the above, that this, that industry is, is kind of merging. And honestly, the Christian music industry normally um, follows suit. With the social media aspect of it all, that now you find people, instead of following their music, people fall in love with the personality or a person and then whatever they release, whatever genre it could be, whatever evolution they have as an artist, it they just adapt to and they just love because wow. they've fallen in love with the person who's created it. You know what I mean? They stick with um, you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that what I see that doing in Christian music is there is all these different human emotions that even the Bible comments on, like heartbreak or falling in love and things like that. And I think that um, it's kind of been a little demonized for a worship leader or um, someone in, in the church atmosphere to create songs from, from a place like that. But I, I think that 
it's so interesting because I think it is a beautiful perspective to see a heartbreak, to see a love story, to see this, I don't know, dark night of the soul from someone who does love Jesus. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and see it from that lens because we yeah. we want to listen to songs that validate our feelings too. And I think that there is just such a space for people who really love the Lord and um, lead lives like that to just release music also that kind of complement all of those emotions and validate them as well, if that makes sense. It does. It does. So appreciate you being willing to roll with the punches of what's been a quite expansive conversation today. Anna Golden with us. The album is called Peace. The album, it's all over the place. Wherever fine music is sold or streamed. But speaking of social media, if we do want to explore, to learn more about you, to pick up a copy of the album, where's the best place to start? Um, you can look me up on Spotify and Apple Music, Anna Golden, and then on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I'm Anna Golden Music. So come hang out with me on Instagram. It gets pretty crazy over there. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying some of your posts just last evening as well. So, well, congratulations once again on the incredible new music. And it was so much fun to get to know your story and your heart. Anna, thanks so much for being here today. Yes, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com.